Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute for a consultation with a professional. It has been so long since I've talked to you. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Are you still alive? Why are you asking her if she's okay? I'm the one who was riding around in your car with you. That's true. Steve, have you recovered from your ordeal yet? Right. That's what I meant to say. Steve, are you doing okay? How are you feeling? There's a lot of concern expressed this week on Twitter about you. I'm just today able to walk without stumbling and kissing the ground. <laughs> are you are you ever going to drive with Bree again? No, it was it was it was not that bad cuz we didn't have to change the tires in the middle of the drive, so that was right. there. so that was there. okay. And the airbags worked. Yes, I I made sure to test them after we were done recording. Yes. After you were do- you see, that was the problem. You should have done that before. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. I'll, I'll do that the next time. Yeah. So, so okay, you brought this up, Steve. We got a lot of feedback about this episode. I got a lot of email that was really genuinely just like, how could you do that to Steve? That was awesome. Like, that was the feedback about the Brianna Terror Car episode. Yeah, I, I, I concur with all of those with all those feelings. Yeah, yeah. But you had fun. Right? I did. No, it was it yeah. it is a very, very nice car. I, I approve. Yeah. I give it I give it the Steve Lubitz seal of approval. And we is, would never drive in a way that would cause terror in you. Um <laughs> Yeah. Sure. There were there were a couple of times where we uh It was near terror. It was it was pseudo terror, I would say. I, yeah. I I didn't get any nasty letters from the HOA, though I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I may have been uh yeah, like throwing up some rocks through your neighborhood. So the thing is we had we had winter tire. We did not have winter tires on there. We had summer oh, tires geez. on it. So the car kept skidding, and then my my like anti skid technology would kick in. And there was this one moment where this car back end just like skid a foot over, and I could just see Steve's body like yeah. tense up. Like, like it, it wasn't fun. Well, for well, him. I do legit get motion sickness in the car too. So that yeah, was kind of fighting yeah. that at the same oh, time. God. That's yeah. <laughs> so by by the end of it, it was starting to get to the point where I was glad that we were wrapping it up because I was starting to get a little bit yeah. queasy. But it yeah. also doesn't help that like the the roads in my development, like they tore them up to build <laughs> to build speed tables and they never bothered to repave them. Yeah. So so there's just like this loose gravel that's been there since like 2014. That's uh, that's supposed to be you know, subbing in for paved roads. So Bree's coming in on, on this, you know, Gran Turismo tour machine. <laughs> and there's like not actual pavement to drive on to get, to get traction on the tires. So, yeah. You know, Steve, if, uh, if you had thrown up, Bree would have been the one screaming. Yeah. 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 That would have made me very upset. That would have been a very <laughs> awkward <laughs> end to the episode. My dog will never, Rocket will never ride in my Porsche ever. 
Because he listened to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't. But she loves to throw up all the time. Yeah. Oh, no. So, so, Georgia, I have to ask, can you drive a stick? Can you drive a manual I'm car? learning, actually. I am learning right now to drive a stick. All right. All right. I am. Well, I, I trust you. I, I don't you. think you would Let's trust come... me to drive your car yet because I'm yeah. just learning. <laughs> this I will. is what we do. You come down to Boston you and I, you'll ride in the front seat. I'll ride in the passenger seat. I'll let you drive my car, and Steve can ride in the frunk, where it will be even more terrible. <laughs> Just to add more terror. <laughs> it'll it'll be like my own personal Sopranos episode. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, it's okay. We'll it'll probably just stall somewhere, and so it, like you don't, you probably don't have to worry. Uh, okay. Well, there it is. I have to say, like my favorite part is when I pulled up. And then Steve is like, I, I, before I'd arranged to go over there, I'm like, Steve, you know, if you want to, your girls can go on a ride with Auntie Bree. And yeah, I just want to say for the record, I would not have driven that fast to children. I, I, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then Steve's like, all right, come on, girls. You can jump in the back seat. And I'm like, there is no back seat. There's no back seat to a Porsche. <laughs> There's no back seat, Steve. This is, this is a two person car. Look, I, you know, I, I don't know. They, you know, the first cars that they make you drive in uh, Project Gotham Racing 2 are like the, the Porsche minivans. So oh, what do I God, know? Those are awful. Yeah. Uh, but, you don't have yeah. one, do you, Georgia? No, I do not. OK, OK. I didn't even know they made them. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's yeah. not it's not a minivan. It's like an SUV or a crossover or something like that. Oh, it's, it's so the, bad. It's yeah. So bad. What is it? The Cayenne? Is that what it is? Uh, there are two of them. Yeah, the yeah. McCann and the Cayenne. Uh, yeah. The McCann is kind of a smaller one. It's built off the uh, Audi Q5 platform. <laughs> so, so Georgia, you can how's make that your, your next house, card. Yeah, how, how's, how's your, your new holodeck? It's it's great. We're we're setting. We cleaned out the downstairs, but now um, Anthony and I are having like a bitter argument about where he's gonna. So we have like a, a big area, big enough area that we can do two VR rooms in the downstairs, which oh is great. God. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> we bought the house for a reason. <laughs> wow. I thought my Porsche was over the top. Yeah. I was like, I need two VR rooms. Excuse me. Well, yeah. Well, 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 you need the primary VR room and then the VR room for like the second rate headsets. I am That's George true. Now. I get two VR rooms just in case one VR room is dusty and I don't But yeah. we want to play together. Yeah. Like the thing is we right. want to be able to play together. We have the most fun when we're doing it at the same time. So you need so, separate rooms so you can play together. Well, we have one <laughs> big room. We have one big room that we might like stick like uh, a sheet in between or something like that. Um, so we're going to we're going to see. But um, we are having a bitter argument about where to put the movie room. So we have four <laughs> movie seats, like actual movie seats and a projector and like, you know, just a, a pull down um, screen. And uh, I'm like, stick the seats on the end and then just pull down the screen in the middle of the room. And Anthony's like, that's wow. then not a movie room, Georgia. It's, it's just a screen in the middle of the room with some seats on the edge. And I'm like, okay, like put the, the seats then so that it separates the room into two halves, right? And then project it in the wall. It's a room. We're happy. We you know, stick with the surround sound around it. And he's like, no, he wants to actually put the seats to make the the room like an O, I'm like, what are you? Why? What? Like this is no. a horrible, horrible idea. No. I'm like, this does not no. make any ergonomic sense. No. So very we're, disappointed. I mean, uh, we're having unless you're bitter, actually bitter like argument. summoning demons in the middle of the room, there's no reason to 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 orient it in a circle. 
I uh, so yeah. So help me understand this, Georgia. Why mm. couldn't you just like? I mean, you know, you're in VR, so you're not even going to see the room. Like, couldn't you just put some cinder blocks in the backyard and make your own VR room out there? Like, that would be awesome. You couldn't I've, even tell. Uh, yeah, just put, no, the, put the headset on them and then just, like, push them outside. We yeah. don't have a big backyard. We have a pretty small backyard. There's <laughs> two enough space for two VR rooms in the house. Well, yeah, because yeah, the the VR rooms are ta- are taking up all that all that green yeah. area that w- used to yeah. be there. Yeah, so we can't do that. <laughs> so, anyways, so we still like I I left the room actually in a huff, hilariously, and uh, he. So we're both we're both not happy to it. In the end, it's his movie room, so like that's he gets to kind of create his own little baby there but I'm like that's that just that is the I'm like that's the worst placement you could have I'll tell you the I've way got that a I ended solution it. for this Georgia I drive up to Canada which will take like maybe 30 minutes in my car <laughs> and we'll we'll put Anthony and we'll just say okay Anthony you can have your way uh but first you need to go for a ride with Aunt Bree and then like we'll just take you around the neighborhood but then I'll just bring him back and he will be so happy to be home he'll be kissing your feet that uh you can be like can I have the movie room my way and he will say yes that's how you win at marriage I like this I like this you this like could that? work okay uh, we'll so speaking speaking of movies and movie rooms, um, well, or movies that are not in movie rooms. So, did either of you see the Justice League movie? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because you know I didn't, yeah. so I, I get to experience my movies through the two of you vicariously. Oh, all right, oh. Georgia, you go first. You go first. Oh, I want my two hours back. It was painful. Yeah. It was painful. It was really really painful and stupid um it was just it made so few like and my okay so i'll just give you an idea to this my my 12 year old son who's uh reads a lot of comics and really knows the characters is like he he asked he's like did these people ever research any of these characters before they made this movie because he's like they were true to none of the characters and he's explaining how you know, the Flasher's persona in uh, comics is this way, and they they really completely messed it up. It was almost like, for me, Brie, that they tried to, like, pretty much um, make it like the Avengers and just tried to copy everything all the way yeah. down to the damn cubes. And I'm like, really, the damn cubes? <laughs> and the interaction between Flash and Batman, I'm like, oh, that was just like Spider-Man. And, um, you know, it was just... Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was, it was so, like, there were a few times I once chuckled. That was it. One time through the, and I would laugh at almost anything. And that was it. So this is, this is, first of all, I agree with everything you just said. So this is how I got talked into seeing Justice League. Because Frank is like, (laughs) I want to see Justice League. I'm like, hell no. No. (laughs) No. I am not seeing Justice League. I've read all the evidence. Everyone says it's terrible. The guy that shot our our political attack ads today saw it. He said (laughs) it was terrible. Everyone is saying this is terrible. We are not going to go see Justice League. And then, like, the very next day, Frank is like, he goes, bought you a Porsche. 
And I'm like, oh! <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can't oh, say no after that. That's oh, true. He's, that's he's, true. He's, he's going to have that argument for a long time. You got me. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. So then I'm sitting there. At least I got to drive the Porsche to Justice League. That's cool. Which that's was happy. Cool. That was fun. But then I had to see Justice League. And I was mm. sitting there the whole time like, mm. this is so stupid. This is so boring. This is a waste of my time. I'm smarter than this. Like, yeah. it, was, it was so horrible. It yeah. is. And I'm somebody, like, I once defended the Star Wars prequels, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. like I can I can see the good in a bad movie. But this is just, it was, it was random. It was dumb. It was lowbrow. It, it, yes. it is completely untrue to the characters mm-hmm. and straight up the only good part of it was wonder woman like just she was give good me more wonder woman i, yeah, I liked the great. part where great. um aquaman it's a little small spoiler but it's not about actually the movie because well what movie um was when aquaman was sitting on the um lasso of truth that was yep. it that was kind of cute yeah. I, I mean, just the fact that Aquaman is in the movie is enough of a reason to know no. that it's going to be terrible. Like, you Aquaman know what the worst is, part about Aquaman was, being in the movie pretty, yeah. was that he didn't do anything that was Aquaman. Like, suddenly yeah. he has all these powers and he's never in water. I'm like, they're going to have to do part of this underwater? Like, what, how are they going to do this? Like, what? He, like, he never did anything that was Aquaman. I'm like, Whoa. I mean, he could have at least saved the world by talking to the fish. Yeah, it was a little you know, disappointed. Because that's his uh, big he tried power. To. He tried to. He tried to. Uh, there were a lot of jokes about that. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right, Georgia. It was a uh, hot, shirtless, uh, punk rocker, goth, emo Aquaman. <laughs> like that was. And he looked good. He looked good. I will no, say that that yeah, was nice. No, I was, but I was it, even that, that could not yep. save this movie. Nope. Nope. <laughs> just like give me an edit where they even edit out shirtless Aquaman and just give me give me a cut of the movie with just Wonder Woman and and I yeah. would be happy. Yeah. yeah. If only there was a movie that just had Wonder Woman and not any of the other superheroes. Right? Ah. It was, was uh that, it was yeah. even the like you know Batman's supposed to be, you know, really smart, the great <laughs> detective. Um and uh, this is another spoiler. This is an actual spoiler. Like, if okay. you didn't see the first, like, honestly, know, you're not like before the, you. Spoiler's probably Georgia, the wrong it's word. It's not like it's not like you're going to be going into this movie and going, "Oh, Georgia Dow ruined this movie for me." How dare Georgia Dow tell me about the cubes and the goo that revives Superman? I yeah, can't yeah, believe fair. you, Georgia Dow. Go ahead. Fair, yeah. fair. So yeah. so they go to they go to revive Superman um because he's like pretty much 99% of the power of the justice. Yeah. League. Yeah. No one else is really any use without him. So it's really just yeah. Superman. Um and a whole bunch of people walking around. And um they they have they don't know what's going to happen when they revive him. He may be uh you know evil Superman, uh Superman with the mustache that would be. Uh they don't know. And they have they have they have no plan. They have no plan. They know that kryptonite, like, I'm just, like, giving you a hint here. Kryptonite, like, kryptonite's pretty good against Superman. I've heard. Maybe. Um, and they have really no plan to it. <laughs> what to do? And I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like, is this a joke? Like, what? Like, something. Something of intelligence, please, put into this movie. And nothing. 
nothing. I particularly like how they just changed it. Like the whole Marvel universe thing is the Infinity Stones. Yes, and they're like, and they're like, but here Mm -hmm. they're like, what can we do? It's different than the Infinity Stones. How about a cube? How about some cubes that hold all the power of space, time, soul, reality? Like, how about that? Maybe we should have a glove to put them in. Yeah, yeah, they should do that. The glove cube. That's a good idea, Steve. You are now an official writer on the sequel to this movie because you're better than they are. Uh, Oh, my God. They spent $300 million on this, Georgia. $300 million? Yeah, I'm thinking they couldn't have spent like $20 on a writer like $30 yeah. like yeah, yeah. Well, it was, uh, you could pay Aquaman so a lot sad. of money to get him to stay with his shirt off the whole time you know yeah you know there it is yeah <sighs> it was it was pretty bad it was pretty I'm bad sorry. like really if there's if, if you have nothing to do and you are deathly bored just stay deathly bored that's the answer yeah. to wow. this movie. yeah and, and play even, so, even, so okay, so here's so here's the question. Here's the real the real test. Yeah. What yeah. is worse, the Justice League movie or Superman sixty four? Superman sixty. Uh, yeah, Superman sixty. Yeah, Superman sixty four. I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes you angry. Like you're trying to play that game. <laughs> And you just want to like, like you wake up and you've trashed your house, right? <laughs> like, like Justice League wasn't quite that bad, but it did make me question if buying a Porsche was the right decision. <laughs> wow, wow, it, was it wasn't it. really worth bad. it. Is really the question? Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty really bad. It. We yeah. should take a quick break, real quick, and tell our listeners. That this episode of Disruption is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends at Smile, who will help you uh, just type out Justice League is bad, don't see it, uh, much more quickly than you would have if you had to type the whole thing out. Uh, you can communicate smarter with Text Expander. You can recall your best and most frequently used words and phrases by creating keyboard shortcuts, and you can let Text Expander do the work of typing for you. And it's fantastic for teams. So if you want to, say, add a marketing message to your company's email signature, then and you change it every so often when you launch a new product or service and you want to update it for everyone with text expander you can just edit that shared snippet it all of a sudden it's available instantly to everyone on your team on all their devices nobody had to do anything and everyone is up to date that's the magic of shared snippets and it's really just one example of the kinds of things your team can do to communicate smarter with text expander um, it's really customizable you can show or hide the app in the menu do- in in the menu bar or in the dock if you're using a mac it's got a nice search feature that lets you find your snippets from any device that you're typing on. And you can even make a calculator out of a snippet thanks to JavaScript integration. And, you know, I, I use Text Expander all the time at work when I'm, you know, answering tickets and we have common solutions or even just like, you know, long directory strings that we need to be able to type out over and over again, just a couple of keystrokes. And I don't have to remember the syntax. It's there for me. And then I can get back to what I'm actually doing. Um, there's a lot of really cool ways to do it. And even if you just want to use it to be able to put the the table flip text emoji into into ta- into text, that's something <laughs> that is worth the money just to be able to oh, it is. to have a table yeah. flip at your at your fingertips. So if you or your team spent any amount of the day typing, you really want to take a look at Text Expander. Um, you can visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. Just tell them you heard about them on Disruption. And we thank Text Expander for their support of Disruption and all of Relay FM. 
We really do. I yeah. like those guys. They oh, they're fantastic. Awesome. And gals and gals. Yeah. Just a fantastic team. Yeah. And and it's a it's a great product that's been around for a long time and it does a really good job at what it does. We're happy happy to happy to uh to have them as a sponsor. It's it's always nice to have a sponsor that you, you know, use da- use on the daily. So um, yeah, so let's talk about Justin Trudeau and him. I, I'm, I'm not allowed to make Canada jokes, so I won't say anything about saying sorry. But um, but he is apologizing Aww, for a good reason. You, you just did. I, I, no, I yeah. didn't. I said I that wasn't was going really to. Low, Steve. No, I said I that wasn't was going really, to. Really, that I hurt my inner had Canadian. An Anti-Canadianite on the show. No, I did not know that. No, I, I I have nothing but love for our our northern brethren and sisters. Um, but so I don't want to hear any more anti-Canadianist jokes on this show <laughs> ever. You're a uh, Canadian phobe. That's what I, you I, are, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm, 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 I have an inferiority complex, I think is what it is. Oh, okay. There yeah. It is. There it is. Fair, fair. Well, now the truth comes out. Uh, so, so Justin Trudeau is, um, is making up for a lot of the, the sins of the past, and just generally making the rest of the rest of us in the northern hemisphere look bad, um, but he's but he's uh, apologizing for what they're calling the gay purge um, in Canada that followed. Uh, it started in the the fifties, I believe, where it was making it illegal to serve in the government and uh, be gay. Um, it had to do with like blackmail from the Soviet Union. Uh, it, which said, is but, yeah. which didn't actually ever happen, but that was like mm-hmm. the justification for it. And mm-hmm. apparently, they even built a quote unquote fruit machine to detect homosexuality, which just sounds all in all terrible. But even though Canada as a country stopped making homosexuality criminal in 1969, the government program stayed until 1992, and it ran a lot of people out of out of government jobs. And there are a lot of people who, you know, were found out and then had their lives ruined as a result of this policy. So he's setting aside a large, an $85 million fund as, um, you know, as compensation to, to the victims and just generally making an official policy to apologize for that, which is refreshing given what we're seeing down here that it's nice to see a, you know, a government that actually cares about their people and is willing to fix things that, what that were done historically, even if they weren't responsible for them directly. So, yeah, I was, I was really surprised to read this Georgia that you had part of the, you know, the, the, you know, gay detection squad that would go around Mm -hmm. and find lesbian women and rape them to, you know, supposedly reorient them sexually. So, um, yeah, I've seen some really compelling evidence that uh, you know, reparations do a lot of good. Like it gives people a sense of justice. It mm-hmm. kind of puts the past behind you. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important to stress that like poverty is generational. Yes. So when yes, you have a, a family, yeah, when you have a family or you know someone that suddenly lost a family member or a brother, like that has a really devastating effect on that family and you can't bring that person back. But I do, you know, I think reparations are a good tool for the government and, you know, I wish we would have a more honest discussion about them here in the United States. The, the best way you can see what someone truly believes isn't what they say, but 
but what they show in the thing most important to them. And for governments and most people, that's money. So if a company, yeah. you know, they can yeah. they can give lip service to something that they believe in, but if they don't actually take acts that will cost them money um, in order to go towards that, so not like sending money from, you know, uh, some other company that they can't pull money out from anyways, or money that would have gone to their, you know, like so they don't have to pay tax, they give money to charity – you know, it's, it's not going to go to them anyways. It doesn't really say as much as when it's going to actually come out of um, a fund that they could use for something else. And so I, I really am happy that they've enacted this. And I, I don't think that it really goes to heal the wounds. I think that that takes time, but I think it's a really great step. And I hope that it um, is an efficient and easy way to implement because that's another difficulty of, you know, how difficulty will be, how difficult will the process be in order to get this money? You can receive up to $150,000 depending on what happened to you. And people have lost their houses. People have died from this. People have committed suicide from yeah. this. And if you have lost a family member because of this, um, money would be allocated to um, memorials or, you know, something in reconciliation or towards the family of someone that has died to that. And so I, I think it, it is a really important first step. I just, you know, I look at my husband, it's like, would I trade $150,000 for him? And it's like, hell yeah. no. You know no. what I mean? No. So it's yeah. not even, yeah. not even yeah. close to, no. to addressing yeah. it. I, I did want to ask you, Georgia, I didn't see transgender people covered in the New York Times article. Do you know if that's part of it? or if Yes, yes, it on that? is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. And actually, I had one open where it spoke of that. But yes, they are also covered. Here, transgender Canadians were subjected to discrimination, violence, aggression at alarming rates. In fact, trans people didn't even have explicit protection Anyways, until this year. So he, yeah, he, he specifically did mention and they will also be included in uh, reparations and in changing laws so that everyone feels respected and cared for and um, loved. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Excellent. And that, that can never bring somebody back, but at no, least it, it can't. It's something tangible that can be done. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't you can't undo the past, but at least you can make a tangible and concrete effort to show that you will not let this happen again and that you understand the, uh, you know, the seriousness of, of what and, and the hurt that that policy caused for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, it, it can protect those in the future because in the end, the way that a culture de- decides what is allowed and what not is allowed, what is not allowed, sorry, not English, um, is from the top down. And so if um, the leader of a country says that it's okay um, to hurt people or to discriminate or to make laws that will only benefit some and not all, uh, then other people feel that that's then okay to also state that. And I like that at the end he said, we're wrong, we are sorry, and we will never let it happen again. Thanks for rubbing it in, Georgia. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're trying to. Yeah. Well, it's a dark I, day in America I, I, as no, we're recording I, this, by the way. It is yeah. a hard day in America. Oh. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that. We're no. bringing you a happy show this week. I did want to ask you a question, Georgia. So here in the United States, let's say you know, alternate universe Hillary Clinton was president and she had decided to do this. 
this is what would happen. Right? First of all, the right wing would seize on this. You'd have half the country screaming about it. Mark Levin would be on there, Rush Limbaugh, Hannity. You'd have like right wingers giving tweets about death threats. And instantly the conversation here in the United States will be, why are transgender and gay people like stealing so much money? And then we'd be fighting about that and someone would get shot and the news media would spin off in another direction. I assume that doesn't happen in your country. So, like, what do your conservatives do? Like, do you have a, a Fox oh, News app? Oh, very interesting, actually, yeah. talking I mean, about yeah. our yeah. conservatives. Like Stephen, because Stephen Harper was a disaster for a really long time, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. But the funniest part is that our conservatives actually spoke out against Trudeau's speech and they said they, he didn't go far enough to talk about oh my um, God. how wrong the government was. And I went, huh? Like, wow. you guys didn't really do much. And now here you are um, saying that he didn't go far enough. Uh, so that's the way that our, our conservatives are handling wait, wait, this. Wait. Oh, my God. Shut up, Georgia. <laughs> Just don't <laughs> I, I really I re- I'm really just don't believe Canada no. actually exists because like this is just so such screwed. a foreign concept to me that you would have the objection is that you're not doing enough good and you should be doing more and I I I can't I can't even like, I tried to imagine what a Canadian reality show would be. It would just be like a camera of America yeah. live, and <laughs> and you're just watching it and just marveling. Yeah, oh, like like God. you know how like on on every reality show, there's the one person who's like, I I didn't come here to make friends. I just imagine <laughs> that like the Canadian equivalent of that is like. I'm not going to act like an American on this show, you know. Like that's <laughs> that's that's what I envision their reality oh, shows are like. Oh, God, George, is it true? <laughs> we uh, sit in our lunchroom, uh, the doctors and, and therapists and us, and we, we watch CNN and then talk about it after. So it's a little <laughs> bit true. I, um, I, I don't believe that. I've actually watched Canadian MasterChef, and, and that is a thing that exists. So, But I guess cooking cooking shows are not necessarily the most cutthroat. Well, sometimes they are. <laughs> So some of our conservatives did say that it went too far. I'm just going to state that as well. Um, oh not God. all of them uh, were uh, thrilled. And, uh, but, yeah, like, again, they're the opposing government. So um, one said that he couldn't stand up because he broke his ankle. That's a very Canadian response. And uh, others say that they, <laughs> they believed in it. But, um, yeah, so oh. we, did, we did end up with some people saying that it also went too far to actually give money. Because you should just give lip service is really what they were saying. So um, it's not all sweet and roses here either. Yeah, that sounds hellish, George. Yeah, that's that's awful. awful. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I mean, I just imagine Trudeau just like accidentally retweeting gifts of puppies. And like that's the controversy for the day. Like the, the puppies weren't cute enough. You know, like... Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's All talk right. about something happy. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. something Wait, better. Wait, that was happy? Wasn't it happy? With the, no, it's not. Okay, I get it. it. Was, I get the, juxta- the, juxta- yeah. the juxtaposition was not okay. happy. 
So so we have we have legitimately happy news that we all can be happy about, which is that so we have important Transformers news to discuss, which is that we we are getting Street Fighter Transformers. So I'm I'm actually I went down a I went down a Transformers rat hole before before we started recording <laughs> the podcast looking into headmasters which d- don't don't do it it's weird i read that article steve that is a deep dive like you're <laughs> reading you're reading like you don't realize how deep the transformer mythos is oh like, yeah i just remember like a you know side swipe came from a you know a ferrari testarossa if i remember correctly and something about cybertron and this yeah. is like no 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 this is like biblical levels yeah. of lore yeah th- this is on. these were the toys i had when i was when i was growing up too so like i had these toys and yeah. like i don't remember any of the lore about it and reading about it now is kind of terrifying so that the headmasters i'll put a link in the show notes you can go you know go lock yourself in a room and and you know cradle your knees they were transformers where like the pilot turned into transformed into the head of the robot and it was very weird. And then you had like two toys that combined into becoming the robot. It was bizarre. Um, it's not. It was not the Constructicons. We'll put it that way. But but that is a different, terrifying lore. But this is really cool. So they're going to have. Um, I guess it's Ryu and M Bison are going to be sold as a set, and this is in Japan. Hmm. Um, and then you're going to have Ken and Chun Li. And Chun Li is going to be um, is going to be RC, which is the is was are there other women that makes transformers? Be- yeah, it does. Well, there's Windblade, there's Windblade, okay. but Chun Li was the first uh, woman ever in a fighting game, and RC was the first woman transformers. So yeah, yeah, but there's also Windblade. She's part of Starscream's uh, Imperial Guard before he was killed. Yeah. Sorry. So, so the, the, of course, the the downside of buying Chun Li is that then you have to get Ken, who transforms into Hot Rod. So, you know, that will balance out the coolness, I guess. Though, you know, he is my president. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Um, yep. And then you get Ryu, Ryu, and M Bison are going. Uh, so, Ryu transforms into Optimus Prime, and Bison is Megatron, which makes sense. Um, but these are really cool mashups. And, so I have yeah. to ask, are you going to get these? Are you going to get these, Steve? If they sell them in the U.S., I mean, that's expensive. Like, Ken and Chun-Li is, is uh, around $77 U.S., and Bison and um, and Ryu is around 116 That's a lot of money. Like, I'm not the kind of person who spends money on, like, the Nendoroid figures or whatever. Um, usually, I, I think I have to say I just left your house last week. It is nothing but toys. Oh, those aren't my games. toys, like, though. Like, yeah. like I have oh, a few not your toys. No, okay. I have a few. Okay. Like the ones that yeah. I have are in my office, which I don't let anybody in, and, and that's where the <laughs> he doesn't let anyone where, touch that's those where ones. The Mega Man, that's where the Mega Man and the Murlocs are, but they're not like expensive. It's just like you know, like a plush I got at Newberry Comics for like ten bucks. Um, it's, I, I just say, yeah. so do you remember the movie? What was it called? There, there was something about it was a Disney movie. If you watch it uh, as a kid, it's okay. If you watch it as an adult, it's horrifying. It's about Escape to Witch Mountain or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And there's this scene where, like, the girls are adopted into this rich family, the boy and the girl, and, like, they just have toys everywhere. And that, that scene always meant so much to me because, you know, like, I'm adopted too. So, And then, like, that's what it was like going into your house, Steve, <laughs> just because there's so many toys everywhere. Yeah. Like, you had piles of Legos to build yeah. princess castles. And I, I couldn't I, – I'm looking around, and I'm like – I mean, it was amazing. Like yeah. that's your house. You could buy for yourself a Ryu Transformer. Well, well the, see, the secret that is that all those toys yeah. are like stuff that Maureen finds at like secondhand stores or sure. like at, at consignment sales or stuff like that. So it's not like sure. we're going out and buying like the you know the seventy thousand piece Lego set. Like we're finding a lot of that <laughs> stuff. Um, you don't you have know. to justify. I want your girls to like live in very posh conditions. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Never the, pro- the problem is that yeah, the problem yeah. is that they don't take care of it. So then it all ends up like <laughs> the, you know it, it's like on the floor and gets stepped on, and then I you know scream and yell and hit my foot, and you know when I step on the Legos and whatever, but. Yeah. Um, they leave them there as okay. traps. Oh yeah, no, it's like the Lego Firewalk, you know. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. But but okay. you know, I okay. could see yes. I could see potentially buying these, especially like if they did a Mega Man one that was a Transformer. I mean, I'd have to. Um, I don't. I I could be convinced to buy the Ken Hot Rod and Chun Li, but I'd have to. I'm not sure. Like seventy seven dollars is still a lot, but maybe mm-hmm. once it was like mm-hmm. made over here, it wouldn't be quite as expensive. I mean, it's not the best bot I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. None of these are... I mean, it's like you look at the... If you look at a lot of the G1 uh, Masterpiece Redo Transformers, like you look at it and you're like, that's worth $100. Like that's something yeah. can you know hang up forever. These are more like... I would guess they'd be like 30 or $40 toys. Like they're not that great. Well, yeah, which yeah, is probably they why they're like selling they're... them in two in two packs, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's funny as you guys are talking about this, I'm like searching for toys for like like things to yeah. buy for my kids for the holidays. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have seen, and I, this is a little bit of a side topic, but have you seen the Star Wars uh, trailer? I the can't. Last Jedi I don't trailer. want. I don't want it to yeah. be spoiled. Yeah, so. same. Yeah. I haven't watched any of it yet. You haven't watched it? Okay. Well, I'm just gonna say this is no spoiler. There's a little creature on it in oh, one the of the pork, scenes. Oh, the pork thing? Yeah, you can't yes. be on Twitter. Yeah, you can't be on Twitter without seeing that like a he million times. He is so cute. So cute. I like, yeah. like so cute. I'm going to die that cute. I Like I watched the clip and then I just watched that scene like I think eight times over oh. and over. And he's adorable and just goes, Wah! and he's like so cute. Anyways, so I'm looking through Think Geek, different stuff, you know, my little geeky family. And I see a little tiny... I'm gonna have. Luckily, I'm gonna buy this before the show comes out because I don't want them to be sold out. There's a little tiny porg, a little stuffy porg that you can put on your car with his little tiny suction cups, and it says "porg on board." And that's it. I'm buying him. I saw it, and so I'm looking for my children. I'm such a horrible person, and I end up not buying my kids anything. But I'm getting myself a porg. So is this like we've seen all these cans around with porkles? Is that a Star Wars reference? Oh, oh pro- like, prongles. The, That's something different. Yeah, I think prongles. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I think that was like a Cards Against the Humanity stunt, if I remember correctly. So, so Georgia, I have a serious question for you. I really yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> so, how can I, as an adult, get past the intense? 
devastating trauma of watching Optimus Prime die because and I this is not even a joke but like yeah. even thinking about how hard that was yeah. as a child like I'm it makes me want to tear up even today. Like how, why did a, why did they do that to kids? Like intentionally traumatized it. Cause the entire generation was yeah. traumatized by old yeller. And yes, that's what I was going to say. Rose. I was going to say, have you seen yeah. old yeller? Like, Oh, it's what horrible. Is, I mean, that's like one of the that worst. Was old yeller. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh God. But old yeller, old yeller was oh. like, you, you didn't see it coming. Right. Like in, no. and, this, and with Optimus prime, the same thing. You didn't see it coming, but no, it was, it's, it's, that is the same type of thing. We used to traumatize kids because that was good for them. Cause life <laughs> is going to be rough. Yeah. So you might as well start the trauma early. <laughs> it's yeah, horrible. That's right. That's right. It's horrible. Yeah. It really, uh, yeah. really is. So, you know, it's, it's like intense therapy. <laughs> we had, we had parents who would write me all the time going, uh, is Revolution 60 something my child can play? And I'm like, probably not. <laughs> like, you don't want to, like, come on. I, cause I don't want to be responsible for, I don't want some child on a therapist's couch like a hundred years from now or 50 years from now. Years like, from talking now. about my game, right? <laughs> right, so, right, right. Oh yeah, that's why, that's why we only play the Mario games and then just get, get disappointed by, uh, Nintendo's poor choices. <laughs> We're living a golden age, Steve uh, of Nintendo content. Are you going to get uh, Xeno Chronicles 2 when I it comes out? may rent it from Gamefly. I have I, – I actually – I ended – so we talked about Skyrim last week, and I actually have found myself really sucked into it, surprisingly. Oh, no. I guess it was oh, really no. – yeah, I guess it was really that it was the fact that I was tethered to a television as opposed to – not liking the game, even though it's kind of frustrating. Oh, I got my pro controller yesterday too. Finally. Oh, and? good. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. Worth it? It's, it's it. Oh, it's absolutely worth it. It was, <laughs> it was on sale like $10 off, which was enough of an excuse to buy it. Um, so now it was only $60 instead of 70, which it's not that much of a difference, but it felt less, you know, absurd of a price, but it's, <laughs> it's really like the, the difference going to those analog sticks from the having just used the joy cons for like the last three or four months is untenable. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah. so you don't really, get better really at the joy con controllers. They don't get more comfortable and you kind of understand how to use them better. And it's just, it doesn't you, bother you anymore. You do. You do in handheld yeah. mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not out of handheld mode. yeah like i still use it that way on the train and that's how that's how i play it because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be that guy who's gonna like get the table on the train which i do and then like put it in kickstand mode and have like a full controller on the train like that's that's not a thing that's happening no but, it's not but it's you know not. i can sit at like you know i can sit at the at the on the couch and use a real controller which is nice um and it feels really nice like it's a really well-made controller which is surprising for nintendo yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's not quite Xbox quality, but it's close. But to answer your question, I am eyeing Xeno Chronicles only because like I'm like this is the kind of game that I would not have considered like six months ago. And it being on the Switch will make me reconsider being able to get into a game like that because I feel like I might actually be able to make a decent amount of progress in it, even though it's like huge and overwhelmingly like a large open world type of thing like i read the reviews and it's like yeah well we got this we got a review code a month ago and we're like halfway through the game maybe and that doesn't sound as overwhelming on 
a system I can carry around with me as it does like something where I'm going to be tethered to a television and can only play it. Like, I don't know if it's rated M or not, if I can only play it, you know, when the kids are not around or whatever. So, but mm. I'm thinking about it. I, I just may want to get through, I may want to get tired of Skyrim first before I get into that. Oh, oh Skyrim VR I hear is great. Well, you can put it in one of the two rooms of your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we get that already, if we figure out where it's all going to be. Should we, do we have, any, do we have anything else that we, uh, no, we let's wanted, go to questions. We can go, to, go questions. to questions. Yeah. So, so we got a question from, and I'm just bringing that up so I get the text of it. Uh, so we got a question from, I believe it's Vladimir, but he said I could call him Jeff, um, who says, hello, Disrupticons. Do you have any recommendations on how often to visit a therapist? Uh, once a week or once every two weeks, same day of the week and same time or not? Is it all individual and should you choose whatever works for you? Or maybe you can share from your experience, what have you tried, what works and what doesn't? So I guess I would defer to the person who delivers the therapy on this question first, and then we can we can go from there. Sure. Well, okay. So it, it really does depend on you. I think that when you first start therapy with a therapist, it is really important that you do your first set of sessions relatively quickly in order one to the other. So I usually recommend once every week. Very rarely would I recommend more than once a week. I don't think that that's necessary. I always give homework. So pe- things that people, if they would like to, they don't have to, but if they'd like to, they can work on in between that time. It gives you some time to process what we're dealing with. And then, you know, the the next week. If you spread it out too far at the beginning, you're meeting someone you don't know them. You don't know them. You don't trust them. You don't feel comfortable with them as of yet then if you wait for like two weeks or even three weeks, then you have to get to know them all over again because you've kind of forgotten. And it takes a long time to build that rapport. Once you have a nice alliance with your therapist, and if you don't find a new therapist, then you can spread it out further because you understand, you feel comfortable, you know each other, you have stuff that you're going on, and you can talk to your therapist about, listen, can we now spread it out to once every two weeks? There are certain things that I think really need to be within fast progression in between one session and another. So if ever I'm dealing with a fear or a phobia or a post-traumatic stress, I would recommend it being once a week because you're going to end up with a little bit of fallback. So you make some progress towards it, but it's, it's relatively, it's more intense therapy. And then if you waited two weeks in between that, then you're going to have even more fallback of, of like, feeling more comfortable with whatever you're uncomfortable with. And so that's good to do it in quick succession. If I'm dealing with parenting issues and I'm teaching um, some parents different tools and techniques to help their child with anxiety or create proper boundaries and consequences, that I can, I'll give you all the different tools and techniques that I would teach your child. You're going to do that every single night. And it's perfectly fine if you do that every, you know, three weeks, sometimes even every four weeks, depending on what we're working on, because you're going to be doing that every single night. And so then that works really quickly to that. And then it, it really is personal choice. So um, having a regular time is just easier because you might, you'll have less chance of forgetting when to go in to see someone. And, you know, missing a session, if your therapist is fully booked, so if someone misses a session with me, they may not be able to come back to see me for like four weeks if they don't like book all of their sessions kind of beforehand, which can cause a real issue for therapy. And um, then budget, if you cannot, you have to, you should see someone that, that is worth the money that you're paying them. 
Um, therapy is not something that you should probably go bargain basement with because this is your mind and it's, that's really important to be able to have someone that's taking care of you that actually knows what you're doing because it can do harm as well. And, uh, but you still should be able to afford that so that you don't, you, you don't feel strained, um, when you're going through it. I disagree. I think you should come to Brianna Wu's bargain basement <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Didn't you have a um, website for that? I will do your therapy for half of what Georgia will, with twice twice the results. Oh, my God. I'm just imagining Dr. Nick's waiting room with the regular line and the wheelbarrow line. You should wait till Bree takes you for your driving phobia. Yeah. Hi, everybody. You won't be scared of anything after that. There's oh no there's God. no phobia that 90 miles an hour can't cure. Yeah, Brianna Wu's bargain basement. And look, like Georgia Dow, I, <laughs> like Georgia Dow, I will make an alliance with you. You put all your weapons on the table, I'll put all my weapons on the table. It'll oh be God. great. Uh, I mean, more that's that's more less of an alliance with your therapist and more of a for the horde with your with your (laughs) therapist. That's right. (laughs) That'll do it. That'll do it. (laughs) I got nothing. Let's have the show. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that all makes it. Yeah. No, that's I have nothing to add. Brianna Wu's bargain basement therapy. That's it. (laughs) uh well if you are looking for more top-notch uh advice like that you can also um dm the show at at underscore disruption fm uh or you can uh call and leave a voicemail at 508-418-3532 and get your questions answered on the show and you can also find all of that on our show notes which is at relay.fm slash disruption um you can also tweet with the hashtag disrupt me and we will get that we'll get those into the queue as well um you can find me on twitter at wicked good or you can hear me babbling about hearthstone on my hearthstone podcast off curve which you can find at offcurve.com. and uh brie where can people find you you know, this is usually a point in my sh- in the show where I plug my congressional campaign. I feel after this week's show, that would just not be appropriate. So <laughs> we'll do that next week. So maybe if you want to look for some professional content, look at my Twitter lately. Look at the kind of things I'm tweeting. Ask yourself if Brianna Wu is even running that Twitter account anymore because it's so clean and professional. Um, yeah, so you can find that at Space Cat Gal. Good uh, Brianna Wu is your bargain basement therapist, but not your bargain basement <laughs> congressional candidate. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, Georgia, where can people find you? Well, if you're dealing with anxiety or depression or, um, you know, show sadness, who knows? Uh, you can check out anxiety-videos.com, and if not, I am occasionally on Twitter, and you can tweet me. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. All right, so um, so Georgia, what do you have to say to the folks? Oh, oh, we no. I what I was thinking is because we talked about Transformers. Bree, you should do it. Or no, Steve, you should do it. Wait, wait, no, we got to start again. We got to start again. I did that totally wrong. Steve, say okay. it. Transform and roll out. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>